The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 412 today. Some thoughts about the Star Wars ring theory as it relates to the new movie, The Force Awakens. Punch it, Chewie. It's rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedi. Seven minutes a day, seven days a week. Join Alan Voivod for today's Star Wars 7x7 podcast. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. It is August 20th, and this is not necessarily a big day in the world of Star Wars, but it is a big day in the world of a certain Star Wars 7x7 podcaster. That would be me, of course. Specifically, it is my 15th wedding anniversary with Brainstormer Lonnie, as she is known on the show here. It has been a wonderful ride, not just the 15 years themselves, but also the year plus that she's helped with Star Wars 7x7, getting it off the ground and having some of the best ideas that get implemented for the show. So for this year plus, as well as the 15 in before it, and the couple of years even before that, it's been amazing how long we've been together, and how wonderful every single year of that has been. Thank you so much for sharing this journey with me, Lonnie, and here's hoping the next 15 are just as wonderful, if not more so. (laughs) Why not more so? Yeah, why not? (laughs) All right, so here's the thing that we wanted to talk about today regarding the Ring Theory and The Force Awakens. So we mentioned the Ring Theory on the podcast yesterday, or at least Chris Perillo did in the interview uh, that we had with him at Star Wars Celebration about how all of the events in Star Wars movies are interconnected from a cinematic storytelling standpoint. And if you haven't read the thing about Star Wars Ring Theory, you know, I'll post a link on the blog post for the show's episode at SW7x7.com again for you today. And I don't think <laughs> I don't think I'll stop you uh, in the podcast here and ask you to go read it because it is quite the long read. Um, so uh, basically, I'll just give you an overview. If you're not familiar with Star Wars Ring Theory, or at least Ring Theory as it pertains to Star Wars, it's the idea that there are a lot of not only storytelling but visual elements that correspond to each other across the Star Wars movies. And they play out in a structure where um, one links up with six, so Phantom Menace links up with The Return of the Jedi, and Attack of the Clones links up with Empire Strikes Back, and Revenge of the Sith links up with A New Hope. And that is the real broad overview. There are some additional linkings when you drill down deeper, which is kind of crazy, but to give you one example, they talk about how it's very interesting that precisely nine minutes into both Phantom Menace and Return of the Jedi, there is a holographic message played in a throne room. Of course, the Phantom Menace one being Senator Palpatine playing in the Naboo throne room for Queen Amidala, and in Jedi, it's Luke Skywalker's holographic message playing for Jabba the Hutt. And obviously, that's just one example among many, and 
on the face of it, at least here in the podcast, like if you're not familiar with the whole ring theory thing, then maybe it sounds like that whole thing about how if you start playing the movie The Wizard of Oz and you sync up Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon to it, that you'll hear all these crazy coincidences and certain lyrics that correspond to what's happening on screen in the movie. But I promise you there are so many interesting coincidences. I want you, you know, coincidences is probably not even the correct word, especially in light of the fact that it's everything but coincidence. The whole ring theory thing, if it is correct, it means that it's anything but coincidence. But there's so many interesting complementary things that happen across the movies that it just seems to go beyond the realm of coincidence. Like, it is possible that it could actually have been planned the way that Mike Klimo is suggesting. But it got me to thinking about The Force Awakens and the fact that George Lucas did not have six movies in his original ideas. He had nine movies in his original ideas. So if the ring theory is correct, and let's assume for the sake of our chat here that it is correct, then episodes seven through nine should fit in with those first six movies in some very significant ways. And as I started to think about the scenes that we've seen so far from The Force Awakens, some things started to jump out at me. And I'll tell you how it really jumped out for me. I was just minding my own business, <laughs> and I guess I've got Star Wars scenes running through the back of my head for you know some unknown reason. Gee, I wonder why. Uh, just you know, playing back in my subconscious from time to time. And the scene in the behind-the-scenes reel that they debuted at San Diego Comic-Con... Uh, the scene in that behind-the-scenes reel where they showed a stormtrooper marching Poe Dameron down an Imperial corridor. And I think I've said in other places, I have not seen this in spoilers or rumors anywhere, so don't worry, I'm not rumoring or spoiling you. But I've mentioned on the podcast before that I have a suspicion that's John Boyega inside that stormtrooper outfit marching him around. And it occurred to me how similar that was to the scene in Star Wars, a.k.a. A New Hope, when you've got Luke and Han in their stormtrooper uniforms and they are marching Chewie through the Death Star in order to break into the detention block and rescue Princess Leia. Now, it's kind of hard to say anything more about that without knowing more about the context of the movie and of that, where that scene fits in, but I think there's a lot more that we can observe from the rest of the footage we've seen so far, and I'm going to share that with you in tomorrow's episode. Hey Rebel Rousers, did you know the average American eats 600 calories of snack food a day? The nice people at NatureBox have a plan to make us all smarter snackers with tasty, nutritionist-approved snack boxes sent right to your home or office. Go to sw7x7.com slash naturebox to sample their snack selections and use code SPECIAL25 to take $5 off your first order. One more time, that's sw7x7.com slash naturebox. All right, now it's time to handle our trivia business. Dangerous and disturbing this puzzle is. Last time we asked you what city's customers are anxious to avoid attracting attention to themselves, and those are Cloud City's customers. Today's question, what type of droids are equipped with circular saw blades? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you go out into an asteroid cave, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans, become a patron of the show at patreon.com SW7x7. It doesn't feel like rock, it's destiny unleashed. 
podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2015 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.